Sammy, since it's the uh, start of summer, you know, we're not taking time off. We're going back to school and we're going to talk about teams. I uh, am reminded of the great words of Brian Wilson and Mike Love. All right. That's the Beach Boys. I know that. Oh, my God. He knows a reference. Come on, buddy. <laughs> it's the Beach Boys. And let your school color fly. Be true to your school. Let's start the show. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the spirited Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Not too bad. I think I thought you were going to go with good vibrations there. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Getting I'd ready like, for the summer or surfing USA I, or something like that. I wanted to do something school related. <laughs> All right, fair And enough. I screwed up the lyric too, so it's okay. It's not a big deal, whatever. <laughs> oh, um, we are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can, and uh, hats off to all of you who have. Sammy, uh, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us. Sure. On all the social medias, we are at DU Football Show. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then you can get in touch uh, via email at DUFootballShow at gmail.com. Or as I always like to say, Sam, you can just get in your car and drive your happy ass over here. <laughs> as is the case of our guest tonight, we have uh, Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you doing this lovely evening? I'm great. It's so wonderful to be here. I never thought I would be stuck in between uh, an Everton fan and an Arsenal fan in the middle of uh, our nation's capital. Very and good. And across from a brand new Aston Villa supporter. As, uh, well, uh, Lindsay, who do you support? I support Aston Villa. And, you know, it's hey. so amazing to hear that there is actually another female fan in the area. <laughs> and on that note, I would just love to um, send, give her something. <gasps> All the way from Villa Park, oh Birmingham, gosh. England, an official Aston Villa scarf. Oh, Lindsay, <laughs> my villainista. <laughs> Wow. Um, did the boys tell you that I'm like new to everything? That's okay. Okay, good. Good, you, good, good. You, I don't want your expectations to be too high, but she did recognize that for tonight's occasion, I did wear the claret and blue. That's Because I always coordinate. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I'm so freaking happy right now. And that's why she doesn't have a mic tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly give my mic over to the most beautiful and the smart Lindsay. Thank you so much. Hey, oh I'm gosh, just, I'm I'm just so happy... Touched. I'm happy we have another Brit yet again legitimizing our show. <laughs> Take <right>. that, Mike Rogers. <laughs> Sam and I both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hands throughout this show and every show. Sam, what are we sipping on today? All right. We've got the Probitas uh, White Blended Rum uh, from Barbados coming in at 94 proof. Uh, they are best known for their four-square distillery. Uh, in Barbados, which has produced multiple 100-point rated rums, ultimately given the nickname of the Pappy Van Winkle of rum. Uh, it's a blend made from a column still, a coffee still, uh, and a pot still. Um, comes in at $18.99 to $22.99 on the shelf. Um, reason being is rum is easy to make, so it's a little less expensive. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of sugar in sugar cane. And molasses, uh, molasses, its byproduct yeah. is already very easy to distill. Exactly. So that's why you find some overage rums and, and things like that that are relatively inexpensive, where you would find, say, a scotch of the same age um, being quite expensive. Uh, and that's also despite in the Caribbean um, having such a high, uh, temperature and humidity throughout the year, they lose more of their barrels than any other place in the country, yeah. uh, in the world. I'm sorry, not in the country. 
uh, in the world. So they have less yield per barrel, and it's still that uh, inexpensive because it's so easy to produce rum. And we're uh, doing a little uh, Cuba Libre, which I will uh, – if you go on Facebook Live, you can see how we made the drink. I know it sounds simple. It's rum and Coke. But there's actually a little bit more to it than that. And uh, Sammy, why don't you tell the people about the uh, cola we're using tonight? Sure. So we got the Fentiman's Curiosity Cola. Uh, it's a wonderfully handcrafted cola. Uh, it's not as big sweet. Got a little bit more of the um, the kind of actual flavor to it as opposed to all that big sugar. Yeah. Um, so it's I don't want to say bitter, but it's it's less like big sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just excellent. Goes great with the Cuba Libre, obviously, and a uh, lot more flavor to it than you would a, a, a normal Coca Cola, for instance. Exactly. All right, kids, let's have ourselves a good show. Let's do it. There we go. Everybody, cheers! I'm going all uh, yeah, around. Let's yeah. All. Everybody doing it. Everybody getting into the party tonight. Yeah, it's like uh, drinking snaps. So uh, <laughs> Dude, this kind of yes, snap. yes, Not I know. Snop. Yes, I know. You're you're so you proud get, of yourself. I know. Uh, we decided this summer uh, to kind of each week discuss um, a few clubs. Sometimes one, sometimes two or three. Really, all depends on uh, on uh, who we're able to get into studio. But what we kind of really want to do is um, really highlight it with people who know their clubs, love their clubs, and support their clubs, and kind of get a little more in depth to it that way. Uh, let's kind of call it a uh, quote unquote speed dating, as it were, for uh, Aston Villa tonight. You know, it's a it's a hey, let's get to know Aston Villa. Uh, but first off, um, Sam, three teams got promoted. Would you mind explaining how it is they got to the Premier League and how the teams that went down and why they went down? Sure. So, uh, well, we've already discussed in great depth how bad Huddersfield, Fulham, and uh, Cardiff City were this season. Oh, yeah. So I think we've described in full how, uh, how each team, each club got relegated. Um, but the three that came up, Norwich City, uh, were had a little bit of a rough patch in the middle of the season, but really rebounded well and capitalized on Leeds and Villa's kind of um, iffy form down the stretch uh, and ended up winning the championship last season, got promoted. Um, And uh, Sheffield United as well, same thing, won the games down the stretch, uh, nipped into those... um, uh, into those automatic promotion spots, finishing in second. Got and then, that. Got that in the interesting match between uh, Leeds and Villa, which we'll discuss with you yeah, in a little bit, Lindsay, exactly. about the uh, match where they uh, Leeds allowed Villa to score a goal yes. to uh, to even it up. Uh, and then Villa came through the playoffs, which we covered a couple weeks ago, uh, and claimed that third uh, promotion spot, uh, which is awesome to have one of the biggest clubs in England back in the top flight. Yeah, this is this is one uh, both you and I were were kind of rooting for. It was we really wanted to see two teams. It was Leeds or it was or it was Villa. Yeah, you know, just because Villa should have never really been down in the first place. It just bad ownership at the time, and it just kind of sucked. Yeah, um, and Leeds we really wanted back just because <laughs> we wanted another club for both of us to hate equally. Because everybody hates yeah. Leeds, <laughs> and Marcelo Bielsa would have been brilliant in press conferences week so in week funny. out. But um, a lot better than cheating John Terry. But that's a different story. <laughs> So, uh, Lindsay, how long have you supported Villa? Um, well, I was um, born in Birmingham. I Unfortunately, I don't have my Brummy accent like Jack Grealish does, as you can <laughs> often hear him sounding like a jolly Brummy, um, you know. But, yeah, I was born and raised in Birmingham. And, you know, you either support Birmingham 
Aston Villa or West Bromwich Albion. Thank God my father supported Aston Villa and <laughs> he taught us well. Uh, have a few cousins who support, you know, West Brom, but majority of the family support Aston Villa. Um, and, you know, we have a saying that I didn't choose Villa, Villa chose me. So, uh, you know. You know what? That's how I feel. That's right. That's right. And it's so great to have a Villanista. Nice. Here um, in the house. Yes, hashtag. Uh, I'm trademarking be, that. <laughs> be, because of our uh, rivalry with, with Liverpool, we always say born, not manufactured, is what they always say for Everton fans. Sammy, is there some, uh, you know, just f- f- fuck the little duck? Is that what? Like, I was going to say whatever you need to tell yourself <laughs> over there, big boy. For, no, no, no. For your, for, for, your, uh, for your affiliation to Arsenal instead of Spurs, you know. Remember, it's the, like Farmer Michael said, it's the duck. It's the, the duck, duck yeah. ran on the field. No, I, I did. And he um, gave birth to El- Elliot Spur. <laughs> <laughs> and he founded Tottenham Hotspur. He's one of their best players. He, um, nah, they, uh, I, I did see Tottenham come over uh, to the United States once uh, against DC United back in the day at the old RFK uh, stadium. And I didn't know what it was, but deep down inside, I, I hated them. And I didn't know why. I, I really did. I, just, I was saying very xenophobic things as well. It was completely out of character. I was 15 years old. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Go back to Britain, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and then a couple, a year or two later is when I found Arsenal, uh, on TV, uh, you know, playing the best football that they've, that, that I've ever seen played, you know, um, and, uh, last Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a day. Here we go again. (laughs) Yeah. That's a day. And, um, (laughs) he's at it again. (laughs) And, uh, and so, yeah. And, I just the the football that they were playing at that time with Henri and Perez and uh, Sylvain Viltor and um, Dennis Bergkamp, uh, Emmanuel Petit, you know, was coming to his close uh, uh, at uh, with the club. Uh, Gilberto Silva, Edu, um, Laurent, uh, the ca- uh, Cameroonian uh, right midfielder that Arsene Wenger made a right back. Um, Colo Torre, uh, you had. Uh, Sol Wenger, Campbell, everybody Wenger and brilliant. his love for young boys with was, French accents. It was absolutely brilliant. The whole thing was fantastic. And um, I obviously, I did all my research. I learned about the history of the club, did uh, everything I could to learn anything I could about Arsenal, and, and consumed every form of media I could find about them. And um, and then I found out that them and Tottenham were, were bitter rivals. And I, I was, oh, mate. I hated them when they came here for no reason. Like, I just, it's in my blood. I feel it. And so, in that vein, I went and got the crest tattooed on my arm and bled for my club the way that they bled for me. And so, that's where I sit today. And, and much like most of my family, disappoints me on a regular fucking basis. So, and um, like a, a speed date, one of our hosts has already made it all about himself. It's, okay. a, it's a match made in heaven. You asked the question, mate. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's speed date. And you're supposed to kind of chop, chop, get through this shit. You're not supposed all right, to like, dang, on to the next. Rants, like, romance on about it. Like, good Lord, you're terrible. So, um, so dating without romance, for, is that what you're trying to say? It just. Mel, I'm so sorry for you. 12 years of marriage, right? I apologize, hon. Oh, my God. He's just really trying to sell Arsenal. (laughs) That's exactly. Sell being the word there. (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm sure he would love if Kroenke would actually sell Arsenal, too. (laughs) No, no, no. no, You're done. You're done. You're done. We're talking about Villa. We're done. You want to open (laughs) that can of worms. No. I'm I'm sliding the dig, and we're going to keep going. (laughs) On to the villainy stuff. Drunk drunk Uber passenger. Get in the back seat. So fine. I'll just sit over here. Don't worry about it. So... For uh, those of you who don't know, Villa has always been typically a Premier League side, pretty much the bulk of their history. Um, and then recently, they, you know, 
they had a little bit of trouble with ownership, and then they the went, down to the, family. You know, went down to, yeah, who now own the Nationals. The in Washington DC. Nationals, yep. So uh, I think it's a different <laughs> brother, but yeah, it's the same family. Yeah. Yep. So, um, Lindsay, you mind kind of getting into what happened with the fall of the team and then the subsequent rebuilding of the team and getting yourself back up to the Premier League? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I definitely needed that drink tonight because it's been a hard three years. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, like like yourself, um, Everton, you know, um, Aston Villa was one of the founding fathers of, you know, the Football League. And, um, you know, unfortunately, nowadays you have a lot of... Um, fans who just want to root for the top four and don't really know, um, you know, I appreciate, uh, Sam, that you took that time out to look at the history of the club and, you know, not just look at who's playing now, what they're winning, just, you know, the real history. And, and, and Villa really have a great history. They're one of the, um, uh, one of the five English clubs that have won the Champions League, um, Yes, it was 1982, but we still won it. And there's a lot of teams that have not. So Us being one of them. Uh, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, Tickle, um, Biller have always had, uh, you know, great ground, great supporters, um, just, you know, been a, a great presence in the Premier League. Uh, but again, you know, sometimes that ownership, uh, like you guys mentioned, so Randy Lerner took over. And of course, at the time, we thought it was amazing. Um, you know, we'd had uh, deadly Doug Ellis for many years and just, you know, really um, steered the team and, and kept them afloat for many years. Uh, and, you know, we were excited. It was an American, you know, it was a time when, you know, quite a few Americans had, you know, started owning um, Premier League clubs and, hey, it worked for Manchester United. It worked for Liverpool. Why not us? Um you know, but of course, then we find out, oh, he owns Cleveland Browns. What's happening to Cleveland Browns? Well, of course, there's no relegation. So we don't really know the truth of what's happening. But if there was, then. If you, you see know. a team in America get the first round draft pick every year, they they're probably not good. Yeah, they're not good at all. Do you know about the Bud Light thing with I the Cleveland not. Browns? So they lost so many games, like so many games, that Bud Light finally put 30 like coolers full of beer in bars and locked them. And they wouldn't open until Cleveland won a game. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's, that was this year. They now, fortunately, they won like third game into the season. But but yeah, third they game into the season, and the, the second game still. apparently it was super close. Over time, it was huge disappointment. Oh but yeah, third goodness. game, and then magically, oh, free beer for <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, That's you so hear, nice. you hear, you hear. It's like, oh, we got an NFL owner. Oh, it's the Cleveland fucking Browns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, look at Fulham with uh, what's his name, Mr. Mustache over there. Uh, oh, Jacksonville, the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars. They were yep. one of the worst teams. Can't fill their stadium. Can't do anything about it. Which is why it's everyone's team in London because they couldn't fill their own stadium. So like, let's send them cunts over there to uh, to uh, play a game and expand Wembley, our brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at Wembley. So that's the first team that most uh, Englishmen, en- English people, saw in their country. And now support the Jacksonville Jaguars. Absolutely, yeah. Plus, English the, the the English in terms of sports just tend to hate themselves anyway. A lot like most of us Arsenal supporters, especially the Americans that came in after most of the glory years, right? So we have a lot in common, to be honest. So, um, <laughs> what was? I'm making it about you. Yeah, right. Yet, <laughs> yet again. again, yeah, just exactly. See, see, the way you're supposed to speed date Sam is you listen to the person that's across from you and you let them talk about them, and you go, "Wow, that's really interesting." That's what you're supposed to do, not just me, 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 me. Uh, I'm so, awesome. Listen to me, bear. 
Sorry, I was texting my wife. Did you say something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I, I did want to mention, I, I just looked this stat up, which is really what I was doing. Mm-hmm. His wife um, looks just like Meghan Markle. You, t- <laughs> you two uh, are the oldest professional football match played. Yep. Um, and I just looked up the stat. It's actually fairly even, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Everton's won 82 times. Mm-hmm. Villa's won 80 times. Oh, wow. uh, and you've drawn uh, 58 times. Okay. Um, Very cool. For a total of 220 <laughs> professional matches uh, between the two clubs. And we get to uh, start that back up again That's this right. next season. That's It'll be right. at least two more times this year, <laughs> so, which um, is brilliant. Oh, I can't wait until we play. Each other. I'm coming over yeah. to Facebook Live, all of that, oh so my make God. sure. <laughs> It is at DU Football Show on Facebook, <laughs> and we will watch a house divided. <laughs> I didn't read thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, are you going to go ahead and do the quote unquote marriage counseling you keep claiming you do every no, week for I'm us? I'm going to let that come to blows. Hard. Okay. I can't wait for that. No. That's good radio. <laughs> I know, it's very good radio. So <laughs> as as the team went down, um, you actually had a great young talent in uh, Jack Grealish, yes. who very easily could have said. I want to stay in the Prem. I want to, you know, I want to play Premier League football and I'm going to move on. And he didn't. And uh, so the time that he's been down, um, he's since he's become the captain of the squad yes. and has helped gain you guys promotion as well. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, Jack and what he's done? His for hair's the gotten better, too. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it was funny. Last uh, summer, I was in D.C. at the City Open, and I had my Aston Villa top on, of course, representing. And uh, a Spurs fan came over to me, and he said, we still want Jack Grealish. And I said, well, you're still not going to get him. You know? So um, I must confess, I was still a little bit nervous because it was around that time that, you know, the whole um, financial fair play, and there was a lot of talk, a lot of speculation. But uh, thank God Levy is stingy and, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> what he offered us was a load of crap, so we didn't need to take it anyway. But no, I mean, um, I think, um, you know, there's there's something amazing about having an in- international fan base. And it, it doesn't matter if you were not born in that place, you can still support that team and love them and be passionate about them. And then there's also something about coming, you know, being born and raised in that area, you know, being a child and dreaming, oh my gosh, one day, if only I could play for this team. Um, not only play for the team, but captain the team. Not only captain the team, but score against your rivals. You know, not only score against your rivals when they try to knock you out on the middle yeah, of the field. Yeah, I was going to say, after getting just in my head, head yeah. 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 it's brilliant. Yeah, and then not only that, but, you know, gain promotion with your team. So I think, um, you know, he's been very loyal to the team, even when we got relegated. You know, he he wanted to stay and he wanted to fight. And I think um, that game, you know, uh, there's this meme today that um, everyone thanks that Birmingham City fan that did that because we're like, that's the day that things turned around, you know. (laughs) Uh, The following week, you know, we went, no, the week before that we had started a a 10-week, you know, a 10-game streak of winning. And that was, you know, um, we had broken a new record with that. But that really um, turned things down turn things around but I think you know uh, Jackie he he had struggled with injury at the beginning of the season but um, you know just coming back and just that passion and just having that freedom as well that's the good thing about Dean Smith he does have an attacking mindset and giving Jack that freedom to to run around and do what he does and really um, set things alight and um, you know give defense trouble Um, and I think just you know coming from Birmingham having that passion uh, you know, it's just been really amazing to see what he's and done. A, a Birmingham um, lad himself, Dean Smith, exactly. also supported yes. Villa as well. Yes. Um, so your your first team coach, yes. your manager, as well as your captain, yes. are both Villa through and through. You know what? I'm and gonna, that's, there's a romantic 
thing to that, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And that's, you know, part of the, the, the love that I have for this is, you know, there's the Redskins just celebrated their 75th anniversary. I mean, right. which is great and good on them, you know, all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I mean, this goes back hundreds of years, which is I mean, not hundreds of years, you know, 120, 130, but it's, it's brilliant. It, it just, it's ingrained generation after generation. And and it's it's lovely, and that's that's what really drew me to football in the first place. You know, just just in general was the the history of it all. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead a few questions, and we'll come back sure. to some of the others because you actually you're leading me one of the places I want to go. Sure. Talk a little bit about your manager. Talk a little bit about the style that you play because let's face it. You know, people who've been watching the Premier League for the past couple of seasons have no idea who the hell you are, unless you've been watching the Premier League for ten seasons, and then we have an idea of who you are, but. It's certainly, I imagine, a different team since uh, Martin O'Neill, right? O'Neill was it? Martin O'Neill, the, uh, uh, the don't Irishman? Think he's the one that got them relegated. No, but, yeah. no but it was, he, was. Oh, it was the, he quit. He up and quit the, on them. Yeah. It's the Arsenal supporter, former Tottenham boss, uh, Tim Sherwood, who's yeah. Yeah, dumb as a doornail. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they, they, got, they got you all relegated, yeah. wasn't it? And, and Paul Lambert was in there exactly. for a little yeah. while, too. It yeah. wasn't Gerard Houllier there for a few days. Houllier, Remy Gard. I mean, there was a whole host of Remy Gard, I forgot about that. That was Remy Gard, funny story, links up. Us, yeah. was the first player signed by Arsene Wenger uh, when he became Arsenal manager. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah. so go ahead. It was shite for us as well. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not a problem. Give us give us an idea of, of your club currently, the style of football you play, sure. what your manager looks for out of his out of his squad. Sure. So, you know, um, uh, last season, our second <laughs> season in the um, English Football League, the championship, uh, Bruce had taken us to that playoff position, but we, you know, lost to Fulham, which, you know, was really devastating and a a lot of um, financial um, mishaps and just a lot of things came out. Um, Luckily, Wes Eden stepped in. You're all familiar with him, the owner of the Bucks Mm -hmm. and um, um, Suarez, who's um, also an Egyptian um, billionaire um, and together they invested in the club and they took over 55%. Um, so that was really crucial to help us. Um, so what they did is they gave Bruce a little bit of time. Um, you know, he just, things weren't going well. So a lot of Villa fans were calling for Dean Smith. They were calling for Dean Smith because uh, number one, he had done a great job at Warsaw and then he took over at Brentford. I think he was there maybe about two or three seasons and they were just coined this team of just playing this attractive attacking football on a shoestring budget. Because I mean, ask people, where's Brentford? Who are right. Brentford? Nobody would know. Right. right. You know, um, so what he was doing there, you know, people were taking note of that, but also the fact that he was a Villa fan and a lot of Villa right. fans felt like, you know, we ne- we need somebody who has the DNA of this club, who knows about the club. A lot of Villa fans were also very skeptical, you know, hey, you know, what is he going to do? He's only managed at Walsall and Brentford. We need somebody who um, is familiar with the Premier League. We need someone who's familiar to take a team up. So, it was a it was a pretty fifty fifty split, uh, but they they you know put their faith in him and appointed him, and um, you know he definitely does play an attacking style. He's kind of been playing a four one four one formation. Mm-hmm. At the final, he played a four three three, which he'll play now and then. Um, but I think at first, you know, we we saw some great results and we were like, this is amazing. See, this is what we needed, and then we just went on this crap run, and we were just—I oh, no. mean, everyone. <laughs> it happens. The but, naysayers. See, I told you. What does he know? He doesn't know anything. Kick him out. Get rid of him. You doesn't know. Doesn't that seem to happen to 
every if, team in the oh championship. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, everybody it, has a run yes. where they well, just suck for it's two months. It's such a long, grueling season. Oh, I mean, you're such a tough season. It's Was tough. it 24 clubs? Yeah. So you're playing yeah. <laughs> You're playing how many games? 42, 43 games? Yeah. Just and, in your league season. Yeah. And you and add is, in the league cup. You add in the FA cup. Absolutely. And, and as Sam likes to say, he likes right proper dickheads. And <laughs> let's face it, the center backs and every center back in a, on a championship side is a right proper dickhead. Yeah, it's I'm just, in for that. You're putting long balls in and you if you're a striker, you are getting beat up. Yeah, I mean that's how I that's how I played. Destroyed. I was a center I was a center back in college. I was a defensive midfielder before that. And that's that's what I did. I mean, I, I hated the guy because he played for Manchester United, but I do have Irish heritage, so I had to hold a special affinity for Roy Keane um, in my heart. I, you know, followed Patrick Vieira obviously as closely uh, as I could with Arsenal. I followed um, Claude McAuley and 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 what he was doing, and those were the three best players in that position, all playing at the same time. And now Angolo Conte, same thing. So as somebody, I mean, Angolo Conte is very humble. He and is. lives his <laughs> life in a in a certain way, so he's not really a dickhead, but he's a fantastic player. The other three, Gareth, though, right, proper Barry. dickheads, <laughs> Gareth <laughs> yeah. Barry, and missing a tooth. It looks like middle, Ovi missing middle, a tooth and shit. Yeah. Middle of a game, realize he hasn't gotten a yellow card yet. Just walks up and kicks somebody in the knee, yeah. takes his yellow card, yeah, and walks just didn't away. Didn't feel right without carrying a yellow. I no. guess. Yeah, so but, how um, how yeah. with that kind of attractive style of football? Um, was the struggles just the physicality of the league that was kind of had you hit that rough patch or and and it was and then I think what the problem was is just identifying the weak areas um you know and another thing um as you all know you know John Terry came on and as assistant and mm-hmm. I think it was a smart move because a few people have mentioned oh maybe he would become manager but yeah you know I think he was, it, looking also at Thierry Henry at yeah, one point and then exactly um having one of the greatest strikers the world has ever yeah. seen. And then bringing in John Terry's an assistant as well to balance. Yeah. yeah. But I don't I don't think he wanted that. So then he um Henry went to Monaco, I he believe went, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stunk it up. Yep. Oh. And <laughs> every Villa fan was like, See, I told you that's why we shouldn't yeah, have him. Exa- I mean that's every football fan, right? I mean as uh, soon as absolutely. this is the decision, you're comfortable with it for about forty eight hours and then you one ten minute spell of shite and you just Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And you just go nuts. Terry, just I imagine is. Terry probably toughened them up good and right. He proper. did, and 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 that's he another probably took thing. all their wives out back behind the dumpsters <laughs> at the club, like he did to Wayne Bridges' wife in Chelsea. No, no, he threatened them. <laughs> I will do that if you guys don't yeah. get promotion. <laughs> Un- unlike unlike my assistant coach, Big Dunk, who just looks at you and goes. I will fucking kill you. Yeah, well, right, when <laughs> Big Dunk had three people break in his house, then he, and he attacked them. Yeah, with a oh baseball bat, and they all called, ran. Yeah, and he called the uh, called the ambulance for him. Yeah, and he was he's, these cunts just tried to rob me house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You need to pick these guys up; they're hurt. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. With John Terry's Mr. Casanova. Uh, Google that story if you will. Yeah, I've never yeah. trusted the guy oh, yeah. since. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, what he did is he brought in Mings, who um, you know, on loan from Bournemouth, and. I don't really remember seeing him play for Bournemouth. So, no, he didn't play you know, much at all. Yeah, everyone was like, well, who's this guy? Um, <laughs> he brought in Tammy Abraham. Mm-hmm. He brought in Al Ghazi. He brought in um, House, House from uh, Wolves. Yeah, El um, Ghazi was one of the small bright spots in Hull City's uh, last season, yeah, if I remember absolutely. correctly. If that, that's the same guy <clears throat> I'm thinking of, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so as well. I think it was El Ghazi. Maybe it was El Ham- uh 
Oh, El Hamadi. It was El Hamadi. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, All right, yeah, wrong yeah. guy. Yeah, but wrong El Ghazi is from um, Lily, so you know, plays in France. So we, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got all these guys on loan, and you know, we're a little bit like, okay, how's this gonna work out? I mean, Mings was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, uh, f- for those of you who know Paul McGrath, you know, he was coined God as like for Aston Villa. You know, a legend, and people are saying, "Hey, this is like God Part Two. You know, mm. that's the type of high praise that people have given Mings. Um, you know, T- Tammy Abraham. You know, I, we weren't sure because you know he ha- Chelsea obviously. You know, you don't. You want never him. know what Chelsea. Ex- exactly. Ch- Chelsea gets ninety players. They loan out ex- eighty of them. Exactly. Some of them. Well, you know, that- one of them could be Big Rom for us, and yeah. the other one could be Christian Atsu for us. Like right. you have <laughs> exactly. no idea which one you're getting. Hey, to be fair, and for Newcastle, yeah, <laughs> he's been shite for them too. <laughs> you you um, just never know. Tammy Abraham, twenty eight goals in all competitions. Yeah, Oof. and um, and my, some of my friends here who live in Maryland, you know, who are big Chelsea fans, they said. Abraham is going to score 25 goals for you. I bet you. And I was like, I hope so, you know? (laughs) And he did. I mean, talk about just, I mean, and it was beautiful because even at Christmas time, you know, Wolves were knocking on Abraham's door, but he said, no, I want to stay here. You know, him and him and Grealish, you know, obviously had played together, you yeah, know, in, in the, the under 21s and, yeah. for England. So they had a great friendship, but I think he was just enjoying it. And Mings was enjoying it. You know, um, El Ghazi that, you know, there was El Ghazi just, got the first goal, right? In he the, did. The and the playoffs. assist for the, the second yeah, goal the as stooping well. header one. <clears throat> Yeah. Yes. What he do uh, the diving header at the far R- stick? Right, yeah. at, right at the end of the half. Yep. And then yeah. he was the uh-huh. assist for, for the second. McGinn, yeah. Yes. And I mean, McGinn, what a signing. I mean, he has been immense. I mean, you know, Grealish playing, you know, so I think. I'd venture he... to say the goalkeeper had the assist for the second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair. Never <laughs> basket catch. He, Never he, basket catch. He had the hockey assist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> It was really the Derby goalkeeper. Yeah. So terrible. <laughs> so I think he finally found a squad that that was working, that that was solid. And, you know, I think, you know, Terry put his stamp on the defense, um, you know. So we finally, you know, looked like, okay, this is something. And then we just went on that 10-game win. And, and ultimately, because, you know, when Dean Smith took over, we were 14th. And in March, if you look at the table, we were down there, you know, you would never have thought we would have made playoffs. So, you know, that 10 game win was crucial to just even make it to the playoffs, because at one point it wasn't even it wasn't guaranteed, you know, whereas West Brom, you knew they were going to make the playoffs, Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole um you know, jumping back and forth between uh, Leeds and Sheffield Br- United. Bristol City, yeah, Bristol Bristol City, City had a yeah. really good. And going yeah. to say anywhere between first and in, in Norwich, <clears throat> Leeds, or Sheffield United, yeah. whoever found themselves that week, all the way through fourth, yeah. was guaranteed. <laughs> these they're going to still mm. be there thereabouts. I remember. The end of the I remember when we were talking uh, when we were doing the FA Cup shows. Um, we were talking about Bristol City, and at the time in uh, early January, they were like on the best run in all of Europe as far as clubs went. Like they were doing yeah, it was they ridiculous. were doing better than yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Um them and then you had, you know, of course, uh Middlesbrough playing ugly Tony oh Pulis style Tony. ball, which somehow seems to work. Yeah, God, I was so glad to see them back in advance. I heard a reference today listening to another show that we uh we listen to somewhat frequently. And they um they likened Portugal to the international Stoke City. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 
frequently so ugly. Is, yeah, frequently it's on set pieces. There's a lot of defensive, and then they let Ronaldo run wild. Yeah, one guy does all the scoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did hear though, uh, real quick, because I didn't write it down for speculation, just mm-hmm. because Stoke came up. Um, a big thorn in my side over the years was Rory Delap with his long throws. Because mm-hmm. apparently it's harder to defend than a corner. <laughs> for well, whatever just, reason. No, 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 and, no, no. <laughs> defending period is hard for Arsenal to do. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, his son, his son is actually uh, about to sign for Manchester City, potentially. Oh, wow. yeah. Go figure. 16 years old. Um, I forget what club he's, he's <laughs> at currently, but his father's a coach there. Uh, and he's in their youth setup, but he's about to go to City. So um, uh, Liam Delap, got it. So name. so you brought up uh, uh, Tammy Abraham and um, a few of the other loanees as yeah. well. What does it look like for you getting? Or is there another loan opportunity? Is there a buy opportunity for any of these guys? Where do you sit? Okay, so Tammy Abraham, you know, once we heard <laughs> about the um, transfer embargo for Chelsea, it was mm-hmm. like, oh. You know, it doesn't sound good. You know, yeah. we know, um, you know, they've still got Morata, but I know he, he went off somewhere because just, you know, that, that issue has been <laughs> Back strikers. Back to Atletico. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The issues have been strikers. So, um I did hear that, you know, he is going to be going back um, and I don't think there's a chance for us to buy him. Um, someone, a few rumors, oh, you know, 25 million price tag, but I, I don't think they're going to sell him. Well, I think part, part of the other him. problem is you have Hudson Adoy, uh, who picked up a cruciate injury. Yes. You have Loftus Cheek, who picked up yeah. a cruciate injury. Yeah. And depending who the manager is, uh, Christian Pulisic, the American, may or may not get minutes. Absolutely. You know, you have an aging Pedro. An you have an aging Willian. Willian. Yeah. Um, so Hazard's and, and that, gone now officially. And Hazard, yeah. Exactly. And Hazard getting sold yeah. again. So you have that 4-3-3 that <laughs> Chelsea typically like to play or a 3-5-2 uh, that they like to play. You're Why gonna, wouldn't they use them? Well, you're going to need attacking options yeah. because uh, Hudson-Odoi and Loftus-Cheek's injuries in particular yeah. came at the end of the season. Yes. So they, they may not be ready to play until you February. You would be forced and, to bring yeah. that batch UI exactly. as well. Right. You, yeah. Exactly. For Crystal Palace. Uh, very well said. So what, you know, the other thing, they have filed their appeal to the, uh, uh, arbitration court for sport. Uh, right. So they should get away with this window. Right. I believe. Well, it's unclear as of now, <laughs> whether or not they'll be able to sign players. And the reason that you allow them to go about normal business while you have an appeal is because what happens at the end of it if you find they aren't guilty? Right. Well, you You've, just wasted the entire yeah. window, yeah, and that's not fair, them. right? So if you file an appeal – so right now, members of the club have said, we don't know if we're allowed to sign players. <laughs> if they are, they have $100 million guaranteed leading up to maybe $130 million to spend – Definitely, yes. because of Eden Hazard. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't. Wanna... I think whoever the new manager is going to be, or if Sorry stays, right. I think you're going to see him sign somebody, which would give the opportunity for yeah. for, for Villa to to keep Tammy Abraham. Well, that's what I was, or gonna, even attempt uh, to stump up the 25 million. Yeah. Um, what you don't want is a Fulham situation where go spend all of your TV money up front, exactly, and then shit the bed. <laughs> Horrifically. Yeah. So I wonder, um, and I don't want to go too deep down the rabbit hole for uh, Chelsea, but we talked about that. If Sorry leaves, do we see um, 
Uh, I heard a rumor that Mourinho might come back. <laughs> no, I heard he might go to Newcastle. He said he I heard go that to too. Newcastle. Yeah, if yeah. if, uh, yeah. if uh, Shake Collard buys it, You just love using that one. I know because it's funny. It is funny. DJ Collard is involved with ninety eight percent of the music that gets released I, on American airwaves. I, I know, Sam. Sam, I understand. And all he says it's, is, Sam, it's a DJ good joke. Khaled. It's a good Shake joke. Shake Collard. It's a, it's a good joke. And, he does good joke. and I'm gonna fucking roll with it. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta do the dance with it. Well, I know it's a I mean, audio medium. I mean, it's no, it's it's no fire festival equals preakness, but it's it's a good joke. It's a good joke. So, um, how about some of the other players, like uh, say, like Mings or uh, El Ghazi? Do you think that there's opportunities to get them? Yeah. So, um, I um house um and. I, hope i'm pronouncing it correctly uh all i know is that you know our house in the middle of defense our house so, um, <laughs> oh, that is fabulous yeah. doing madness yes yeah. love it yes yeah, so that's one of the the, the um chants so uh we've um uh looks like wolves are happy for us to um you know sign him um, but the big ones that everyone has been waiting for is Al Ghazi and Mings. You know, you hear the rumors and everyone's like, until I see it on the AVFC website page, you know, it's it's not official. I'm not. But apparently um, both um, Al Ghazi and Mings, it has been triggered for us to buy them. So I'm hoping within the next few days, we are going to hear that Mings and Al Ghazi will be official Aston Villa players. And now one piece of done business yes. uh, that you have done is... Essentially a swap deal. Yes. yes. Um, there is some cash involved as well. Yep. Um, but you're getting Jota from Birmingham, Birmingham City. City. Yep, that's correct. Now, I do have, besides just the transfer itself. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Besides just the transfer itself, I do want to ask you, um, how important will he be uh, for you next season, do you think, uh, as a winger? Are you prepared to give him any praise at all, seeing as he played for Birmingham uh, less than 24 hours ago? And uh, also, do your two clubs regularly do business or um, is it more like North London uh, or, you know, between Liverpool and United where the business is next to nil for the last 40 odd years, uh, except for Sol Campbell, of course. But uh, and that was also a free transfer. But, um, do, you know, do you guys do business regularly? No, or is we there... don't. We I didn't don't. think so. Yeah, it's 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 not so a it's, common thing. It's odd to see. Well, what happened is Jota used to play for Dean Smith at Brentford. So, uh, so it's the manager. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. we had this conversation the other day about Andres Gomez, right? Um, where I was worried that maybe he played for Manuel Pellegrini in Spain, right? And that was drawing West Ham all of a sudden to him. Yeah. Um, and then it came out that that didn't happen at all, and the the Dildo brothers weren't prepared to spend the money anyway <laughs> right, uh, exactly. down there at West Ham, regardless. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, sorry, that's a little bit of a tangent. But. So um, that actually leads me into the first question I was going to ask sure. early on, but we started talking about attacking style, so I figured, what the hell, let's go there. Um, obviously, your biggest rival is uh, Birmingham City. That's correct. Uh, uh, West Brom as well. Yes. Um, so neither one of those teams are going to be in the prem with you. Um, besides our longstanding rivalry mm -hmm. of playing each other, uh, the longevity of that, uh, who, will, who would be kind of your derby? In the Prem? It would be um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, okay. They are part of the West Midlands, <clears throat> the area. Um, you know, so you have Birmingham, which has Birmingham City, Aston Villa, West Bromwich. But then you also ha have the West Midlands, which is the larger area, mm -hmm. I suppose, kind of 
maybe like a county, if you want, yeah, you know, right. liken it to something in America. Right. Um, and so they are in that West Midlands. So we, you know, um, Villa have always had the, you know, the kind of badge of saying Villa, you know, um, pride of the Midlands. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you're right. You know, normally we have had West Brom or Birmingham up in the Premier League and, um, you know, not having them <laughs> is going to be interesting. But I think Wolves and especially the run that they're on right now, I mean, the, the epic you know, last two seasons they've had, you know, getting to the Premier League and then what they did in the Premier League. Um, so I think that's going to be important. And that, that was an interesting point you just brought up, not having your most hated rival in the league with you. And so, it's something uh, to bring it back full circle. West Ham has had to deal with for a long time now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Millwall's in the championship. Been in the, been in the championship forever. I mean, they had, and West Ham had yeah. the one and, season down and there, and that go was fuck it. Your, and go fuck yourself, Millwall. will never, <laughs> ever, ever be in the Premier League. Yeah, but here's, you know, it, it's a funny thing. It's almost like a, a Joker-Batman situation, right? I don't know what I would do for a season if Tottenham got relegated. I Of, of course, I wish the sky to fall on them. However... Right. I don't want them to go down. What would I do for those two games right. a year having to play fucking Ipswich? Yeah, or, Joker, you know, Joker, Batman. It, Batman but, could yeah, never yeah. kill Joker because, because then he needs him. He needs his he villain. He needs him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need your villain. You need your person to hate. And obviously being in the Premier League with the financial windfall, with everything else that comes with it, and reclaiming your former glory, is that more important than – that rivalry and, and needing to have those people um, to hate and go against. Obviously, just football-wise. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's good people that support Birmingham, except for that fuckface that punched uh, Jack That Green. ran onto the field. What I do want hat. I do want to get into that, but please yeah. answer the yeah. first yeah. question. No. But I want to talk about that. Absolutely. Being in the Premier League is more important because historically, Birmingham have been a championship side. So we have been used to... Being you know, without them. Yeah, Aston Villa big, being in the Premiership. Brother, then, brother. I've been used to being knocked out of the League Cup by them. <laughs> you know, if you and remember, yes, yeah. I do. And then, like, maybe <laughs> three years we're there in the Premier League, then all of a sudden, oh, Birmingham City's getting promoted. You mean promoted for one year, you know, because right, then yeah, they yeah. go back down. You know, we play them, we have a season, you know, yeah. we get to just laugh at them even more, you know, we get to see all their fate, which is even more exciting. Then they go down, down for another two, three, four years. Then, oh, they're back up again. Oh, right. hi. I you, gotcha. know, <laughs> you know, I say hello, you say goodbye type thing. So no, absolutely. It's, yeah. As one of two clubs that have never been relegated in, yeah. in Everton and Arsenal, mm -hmm. it's we eternally have our rivals with us yeah. at all at all times and it's hard to imagine a life without them yeah. twice a season yeah you know but i if you're that much superior to them which is and i i do know my football history to a to a point sure um but i didn't know that necessarily yeah. Yeah. so yeah. that that's interesting to see yeah and, and that's that's good and you just yeah. pray for a cup draw you have a lovely yeah. day out and then uh, you go right back to your mansions that's Absolutely. good <laughs> so um talk a little bit about the the incident that happened with uh Birmingham City where the uh, fan came onto the pitch and actually attacked a player uh, oh, with with Jack Grealish terrible. we talked to uh, d fucking terrible you know what my my producer just moaned i talked about it on the Fucking show before. Jesus Christ, you're terrible. Familiar. I just didn't know if I was really smart. Sorry, Russ, and sorry, Lindsay, for taking the Lord's name. <laughs> you know what it is? Now that she's a true Aston Villa fan, it hurts attention. her more. That's what it is. It hurts her more to know that that. Have you guys happened. seen me play with my farm game once the entire time she's here? 
Yeah, we haven't mentioned it. She hasn't been on the phone at all, actually. All right. Um, Lindsay, start brushing up on all your Premier League uh, information, um, your third mic, because apparently my wife does her fucking job when you're here. <laughs> that's right. We need you now to balance her ass out. So, that's, uh... so um, go, go ahead sure. and elaborate on the uh, Birmingham City situation that happened. So I think it was the... Second game that Jack had been back from injury, Jack Grealish, um, you know, if you guys, as you guys have already spoken about. So, you know, obviously they know he's a big, long-time Aston Villa supporter. Um, you know, so if anyone's going to have banter and, you know, say stuff, it's going to be him more so than the rest of the team. Um, and now this was his first time of actually playing at St. Andrews. So this was a big deal for him. Um so, yeah, you know, um, I think it was what wasn't even like 30 minutes into the game. This guy, first of all, I don't even know how he escapes the stewards because there in itself is a huge problem that what protection do these guys have? Yeah, absolutely. You know? right. and, they, and they, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen it on television, uh, ladies and gentlemen, but for these big, big derbies, um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's the second city derby, so is it correct. not? That's correct. Yes, it is. It's yeah, the second, the city second derby. largest yes. city in England is that's Birmingham, right. uh, yep. if you didn't know. The the city you've never heard of, for whatever <laughs> right. reason. Yep. Um, they do have some lovely food there, from what I understand. I've never been. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they do a, a, a great pie up at the old Villa Park. Uh, I'm making it about yourself again. Come the, on, get back to the point, speed Peter. <laughs> Uh, but the, if you've ever seen uh, Liverpool, Manchester United, you've seen a North London derby, the away fans, the home fans are separated by two lines of stewards, one that goes down the section of the support, one that goes down the section of the other side support, right? Cordoning them off by two human beings. Yeah. Then there's also two, maybe three rows, uh, one inside the advertising hoardings and another outside the advertising hoardings at the minimum. So you have, what, 57, 58, 59 people um, cordoning off the away fans, right? Uh, Or the home fans from the away section, however you want to look at it. So where... Where did this guy get through? Like, what... what, How could you be so bad at your job? Um, I heard a a thing afterwards that they were going to start uh, making people wear Velcro on the bottom of their trainers... And they could attach football spikes uh, to the bottom, like act like football boot studs, mm-hmm. to the bottom of their trainers for the guys on the field, so they could get traction <laughs> to run, because the pitchers are watered and they're immaculate, right? Uh, and they slip in their their trainers. Yeah, which just, is a ridiculous. Oh, hold on, he's running. I got to get my fucking things out. Hey, so, <laughs> so, so as a fan, you 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 see that. I mean, did you just like lose your shit when oh, it happened? I it mean- was crazy because it's like you know. First of all, you and and then the sad thing is, you know, this guy was such a loser. He he couldn't even. Couldn't even be man enough to at least go face to face. He comes yeah, from behind, behind. Yeah. and you know tries to do some right. Hook sucker punch, and I, I'm like, come! I mean, and missed him by the way. Missed his him. Forearm, yeah. His forearm, his forearm hit him in the side yeah. of the head. It was he, ridiculous. You know, and I think for Jack, it was more the surprise of, oh my, like, yeah, what absolutely. The heck? You know, so um, and it was the footballer in him. To be honest, I mean, he went down easily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, if you feel contact, you go down. Sell the yeah, fucking hell. Hey, he's been watching a lot yeah. of PSG lately in Neymar. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> and you know. He's stationary, you know, so you you honestly wonder what the heck is going on right now. So, yeah. um, you know, it was just really shocking. Like, how did he get onto the field? Why in the first place to have the audacity to do that? And, you know, it's funny because there were some Birmingham City fans who said, you know, look, 
we don't approve of this. We, you know, and then there was good, some good on, good on the club. Uh, the, yeah, the club immediately came yeah. out and said, "This is bullshit. This yeah. guy is yeah. no longer welcome in our in yes. our uh, stadium. He is banned for life. Yeah. This is not acceptable." Behavior. Absolutely, but- and we saw that with you guys and your uh, your uh, graffiti artist on the tower. Oh, yeah. Uh, In Liverpool, after Liverpool won their sixth uh, European trophy. They came and they washed it, and then guess what they did? Another fucking idiot put up more yeah, graffiti. Yeah, but the, the Liverpool supporters came over and watched it Precisely. for you. Like they, you know, it, there's there's a mutual respect at, at a certain stance, right? Because I I need you it's, again. It yeah. comes back to this Batman and and, it's, it's and Joker one, thing. It's one thing to talk shit. Don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Don't be a absolutely. Dick. And later yeah. that day. Arsenal played later that day, had some jackass yep. run on the field. Yeah. Um, because of this guy. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. think that it's, it's okay. Yeah. Well, you're drinking exactly. in a pub with your boys and yeah. you want to become a social media phenomenon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it, not, it's yeah. ridiculous. And unfortunately, there were some idiot fans who, you know, cheered him and thought that he was great. And I'm sure they were in cahoots with it. But the amazing thing was, I mean, Jack really had the last laugh because, you know, not only did we win the game, he scored the winning goal. I mean, how how better? Yeah, that's, how, that's, oh, that's the ultimate yeah. fuck you. Off yeah. his weaker foot, if I remember correctly, coming across from the right to left of the box. So, um, so one and, last, um, so and one hit with his left foot to the bottom left corner of the goal. Mm-hmm. So, one last question: yes. um, How do you think it goes for Villa next season in the Prem? I mean, now obviously. A lot of things to be done over the sure, summer. Sure. Who knows? Well, how do you feel about your club? I have an idea, and this isn't right for radio, but I'm pointing to the bottle of Malort. Uh-huh. God. <laughs> That's okay. how I think it goes for Villa next season. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think a lot of Malort. <laughs> I think producer Mel is going to get her uh, liver hurt by some Polish what? bitters. And I'll suck it up and take every shot. <laughs> Um, I think, you know, um, like you guys have mentioned earlier, and a lot of people have mentioned, you know, we cannot do what Fulham have done. And I don't think we're going, I think that, you know, between Dean Smith and Wes Edens and um, Christian, um, I forget his last name, who, you know, is um, part of the team, you know, there's, there's some intelligence, you know, they've been there before, they know what the Premier League is, you know, this is familiar right. ground to them. I think their their main priority is, you know, signing <laughs> these guys who really, you know, had an epic season, making sure they they are clever and blue players. And, and these guys want to play for us. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. great thing as well. And then I think, you know, yes, they released eight players. I mean, that's a lot of players, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, a few of them, It was a bit unfortunate, you know, you kind of wonder, oh, you know, could he have not stayed with us just maybe one more season? But I understand the... Janik surprised me. Janik, yeah. I was was just about to ask Really, really, Um, that one really surprised me. I remember him uh, for Crystal Palace, maybe. He was a a phenomenal player. Had some good leadership qualities, had, you know, the the beard from 300. Absolutely. It was it made you want to go to war with that motherfucker. It just seems like a man you want on your practice squad. You saw what he did on this on the second leg of the semifinal against West Brom. It had gone to penalties, and you know Dean Smith knew that it was about to go to penalties. So what did he do? He made the substitution, substitution, put Yedinak on. Absolutely. So this guy didn't even touch the ball. All he had to do was score his penalty, and he did. You well, know, before Milivojevic, it, it, it was it was Yedinak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Bef- it, and, before and, uh, before and Mr. Auto, before Mr. Automatic, it was the other Mr. Automatic, yeah. which and is Aussie. It was, Aussie. It was another. 
Aussie. Aussie as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think what it is, it, you know, it's a really a clean start. You know, um, those players that are kind of on the other side of 30, you know, the wage bill, getting the wage bill down, because that's one of the huge issues that really crippled mm-hmm. us, you know, that got us relegated in the what, first place. Yeah, here, here's another question I have for you, because um, Danny Welbeck has been let go by Arsenal. Right. Uh, if you if you can't re-sign Tammy Abraham to a loan or stump up the twenty five million to keep him uh, permanently, uh, Danny Welbeck is there. Um, you've got Daniel Sturridge has been let go right. uh, from Liverpool. Are these options? I, I couldn't find a ton of speculation surrounding Villa, but are these options that that obviously you're going to have to stump up the wages? Um, which could be a, a big stumbling block having come from these massive clubs. Sure. Um, and obviously Villa are a massive club. I'm not trying to say of that. Course, but of being newly promoted again to the Premier League, they don't have the budget anymore that they used to. Um, you can get them on a free, so you can spend a little bit more on wages. Sure. Are these options you're looking at, despite like Daniel Sturridge and Danny Welbeck's um, lack of fitness, uh, as well as... I don't know what your left back situation is. Is that El Ghazi? Is he your left back? No, he's actually a winger. Okay, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So, but you've got Alberto Moreno as well from Liverpool that's been released. Now, he can't defend for a fuck, but um, <laughs> he can get forward, put a cross in. You know, I mean, he's a, a decent enough player. Um, it, are these players that your club are looking at or. Well, from, you know, the reports I'm reading, they're not. It's more like some of these, uh, like uh, Maupay, Maupay. Mm-hmm. Um, then okay. also uh, Lolly from Knott's Forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then there's uh, Maxi Gomez from um, Spain as okay. well. That, now, mm-hmm. that would be a bit more because I think that, that would be a bit, um, you know, <coughs> higher up in the um, fee. But I think... Yeah, the Spanish always put their release clauses in just contractual laws in Spain for a, a contracted employee. Yeah. Right. Those are difficult. So, you, But I have heard a few fans, you know, saying, hey, Sturridge is available. And I mean, you know. I mean, he did so well at West Brom when he went. Yeah. And I, I think no, he, he didn't. He, he got injured <laughs> a second game in. It was terrible. It was, <laughs> I think he's still got goals in him. But again, I think, you know, these type of players, you know, it is going to be high wages again. And I think that's what we're trying to avoid. But again, you have that balance of you, you've got a lot of players saying, look, I don't want every, you know, player coming from the championship. Yeah. We need some experience, Premier League And players. a Sturridge or a Wolcott could Ex- have a resurgence. In, oh, I'm sorry, Wolcott's with you. Yeah, Wolcott. I can't get rid of him soon enough. Yeah. All the goals. F- Freudian slip. <laughs> All the goals. <laughs> but, oh, you want to get rid of him that badly, huh? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Welcome um, to my world, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you already got rid of him to us. Um, <laughs> Finally. But, it took long enough. <laughs> but, uh, you know, these, these kind of guys, they could have a resurgence. They could be yeah. a 15 goal scorer Absolutely. for you. And a 15 goal scorer is yeah. 14th place well, and you're safe. Yeah. The other which is ultimately what I assume. I mean, the plan isn't uh, we don't need to be top 10. We don't need no, to do no. what Wolves did. We just no. need to survive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's the other the other point to that as well is is look at somebody like Christian Benteke, <laughs> who you had before, right? You were a big fish in a small pond relative to the situation that Villa were in at the time, right? right? And then you got sold to Liverpool where you found yourself a small to medium sized fish in a massive pond and you couldn't deliver. Nope. Same thing happened to, um, uh, uh, to Robbie Keane when he moved from Tottenham, same way he was a God at Tottenham and then moved to Liverpool. Couldn't do the business, had to go back. Right. Um, it, so 
with somebody like Tammy Abraham who gets lost among the shuffle at Chelsea and <laughs> but finds himself a hero at Villa, a, a big fish in a small pond, if you will, um, and players like that. I mean, I, I think that might do you some good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, to to find people like that and maybe even and. I don't know that it would actually pan out that way, but but Benteke coming back from Crystal Palace is at a torrid time. That, well, there's even been there. speculation, but a lot of I I don't want him. You know, his attitude. Well, I mean, yeah. he can't even. He, yeah. But his best days yeah. were in a Villa shirt, yeah. and 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 having Jack Grealish as an eighteen yeah. year old, nineteen year old supplying him, he was brilliant. Um, now he missed a, a, a few sitters in the in the. Uh, Leading up to the close season, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know that he's still with it, but I think getting back to Villa, I think he was one, you know, that that moved too soon. He was, and um, could have used a further year of development, two years of development. It would have helped you all out, probably yeah. kept you yeah, up. To be he, honest, he did keep us up one season. Yeah, yeah, but you know, what's wrong with getting back to your roots and where you, you know where you were in England first? What happened to that? You know, <laughs> and and trying to rediscover that form. So, uh, Lindsay, where do you think you guys finish next season? Obviously, lots of speculation on what could happen, but w- what's your expectation? I'm really hoping to a close, you know, mid mid table finish. You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily on the first page, but you know, yeah. very high up on the the twelfth or thirteenth. Nice little that? place yeah. to be. Taylor, yeah. I'm not going to be doing that many shots of Malort Taylor and your big <laughs> bottle of Malort. <laughs> It's time to tell you what little we know. It is speculation time. Sammy, what have you found for us this week? I will reiterate that it is the papers, uh, little do they know. We are just the medium in which you hear what they say. Yeah, but we believe it enough to talk about it, so we're fucking schmucks too. Uh, As I said uh, before, Daniel Sturridge has been released by Liverpool as well as Alberto Moreno. Uh, Could be cheap options for newly promoted clubs with loads of experience. Um or a lower mid-table side. Um, and I know we spoke earlier. Uh, just a, a brief thing I forgot to bring up. Graham Potter at uh, at Brighton now. Um, very little experience in the Premier League. And a lot of their supporters feel the same way uh, as y'all did about Dean Smith. Yeah. What You know, it was, what, in the Danish second division with... Uh, I said the name last week and I forgot who it was. Um, you know, but, it's, you know so, what I mean? Sometimes, and sometimes it, it might with... be better to just not fucking know. Just go right <laughs> at it. You know, with some of these yeah. inexperienced managers, just Look let them go. Howe. They don't what know he any did better. When he let them go. In. Precisely. Yeah. Why not? What, what are you going to do? Hire Pardu uh, with his old shuffle or Big Sam with his third party ownership shit again? Oh, Jesus Christ. Right, do not anyway. remind me about Big Sam. Um, yeah, I'm Big Sam, and I'm embarrassed that I share a name with Big Sam. <laughs> hey, just take another glass of champagne, mate. Be all right. Um, United have tabled a 40, uh, 40 million pound offer for Aaron Wambasaka. Rebuffed. Okay. Uh, Rebuffed. That's right. Ha- hasn't, by the old Crystal Palace. Hasn't Palace already said 70 is the number? Ooh, 70. I think so. Yeah. I think well, that's cause, true. Because they know there's a big six club stupid enough oh, to spend yeah. that much. Oh, yeah. And he's had a good season with them. A very good season. And, and Even he- with. Uh, all you have to do is get him to cut his fucking two dreads in front of his face. He'll stop getting poked in the eye during a game, and he'll actually play better. <laughs> He'd be I, worth a hundred million. I wonder. I wonder. I think the strength is in his hair. Yeah. No, I, I no, wonder. Just, I'm just talking about the front three. Yeah. The rest of it's brilliant. But he has a, three big beads yeah. on the front that hit him right in the eye. I think uh, if he cuts those, he's a hundred million pound player. I wonder if he's one of those type of players where maybe it's a season too soon. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did say that in my notes. If you read them. 
Yeah. But United <laughs> need defenders. Boom, bitch. You don't read mine. Why the fuck should I read yours? Go ahead, Lindsay. I'm sorry. No, I had something I to say. United <laughs> need defenders. Absolutely, they, they, they do. They can't carry this uh, Laurel and Hardy, Jones and Smallin <laughs> act going on. Cause... Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the right side, losing Antonio Valencia, uh, but Delo is actually a decent player. Mm-hmm. Um, Basaka's better. No, absolutely, Juan Basaka is better. Yeah. But I, in terms of strengthening with financial fair play and everything else that's going on, and not really an asset to sell because they were such shit last season, I think that that that's a position they might not need to strengthen in right away. Yeah, you know what every, I mean? Everything they're going to sell, they're going to lose money on. Right, which is why they underbid for Aaron Juan Basaka. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do hope he stays at Crystal Palace uh, for another season or two. Continues to develop a little bit. I think he'll be in England regular, yes. uh, especially Him, after uh, James Madison, Declan Rice. Those are all guys you don't want to see go yet. It's no, like, yeah. stay I'm just, where you yeah, are. Yeah, I, I'm also point. worried um, with Aaron Wambasaka, especially internationally, with um, Leighton Bain syndrome. You had right. Ashley Cole in front of you for how many years? Uh, and then you had Wayne Bridge for a couple years. Then you had Kieran Gibbs, who was younger and faster. Yeah. So they played him for a year or two. And then Leighton Baines ends up only having 50 appearances tops, maybe. And that's right. a generous number and, for England. And, and, and he should have gotten a lot more. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. should have. But we saw the you know defensive issue, you know England v. Um, Netherlands the other day. So, you know, he would be... It'll be good to have some young... More to come on that. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, fuck you, English press. More to come on that. Um, All right, so next thing. United and City are in a bidding war uh, with a few other clubs for Benfica striker Jao Felix. Mm -hmm. Unless they offload any strikers, I don't see this coming to fruition. Uh, They got to get rid of Lukaku. They got to get rid of uh, Alexis Sanchez somehow. Uh, More to come on him uh, in a couple of sentences. Um, but I don't know that striker is really the position that uh, in, uh, England, United. The, the Manchester United yeah. needs yeah. at the moment. To be fair, <laughs> between Rashford and Martial, yeah. like the the two, let them run as two up front. That that's not a problem you the, need to fix. Neither yeah. one of them are naturally wingers. They're both naturally players that go through the middle. Um, so shoving them out of the wings isn't doing anything. And Romelu Lukaku isn't willing to. He's not consistent enough and not willing to do the work that they need. All float him somewhere else, get rid of him, sell him to Tottenham or whoever you know they were talking about selling him to, and send let him the- send him to Italy and let him have fun playing out there <laughs> with Maurizio Sarri, man. Fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, I see him going to City. You know, especially with Aguero. You know, his injury, he's aging out a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's had a, I mean, immense time at City. But I, you know, and then um, Gabriel. I mean, he's good, but I think. You know, someone else who can kind of give him a bit of competition. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, I mean, he's definitely not Aguero. Gabriel is not going to be Aguero. Gabriel Jesus, yeah, we we spoke about that before. He's not. He's, yeah, he's not going to find the consistency. I fear there's a lot of like Ronaldinho in him where he goes out partying too much and can't fulfill the professional necessity to be a top level footballer, right. especially in England where it's fast paced <laughs> and very physical and. You know, I mean, playing for DU hungover is hard. <laughs> I can't imagine what doing it for Manchester City is, <laughs> to be honest. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Oh, Twatnam uh, and United <laughs> have been tipped for a loan move for Gareth Bale. Uh, it has been said, though, 
you know, there's no comment from him because he was just about to tee off, so he was unable to comment. Oh, gosh. I was going to say, Bale does not care. (laughs) No. Uh, After his round, though, he also wasn't able to get reception because of his Scrooge McDuck-style vault uh, full of Spanish doubloons that he has. Uh, (laughs) This this entire paragraph is a dig, boys and girls. To the tune of $17 a year, he has told uh, Real Madrid President Florentino Perez that he will not move uh, and he intends to honor his contract, which is through the summer of 2022. Do you know who gives less fucks than Mesut Ozil? Gareth, Gareth Bale. Bale. Yeah. <laughs> He's like. just happy to play the golf and uh, and collect his money. And um, telling him he's not in the plans only makes him happier. So to to quote to quote Goodfellows, <laughs> "Fuck you, pay me. Fuck you, pay me. Fuck you." <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> yeah, it's Gareth Bale. All right, uh, last thing. you uh, Not last thing. We have a couple more. Uh, Juve and Inter. Um, Juve, the uh, perennial cock block in the transfer window we've talked about last week. Uh, and Inter have both been linked with Alexis Sanchez, um, who would need to take a wage cut, uh, more than likely, uh, to join. Or United would have to contribute to a lot of his wages. He, however, doesn't sound like he's leaving, giving his comments in the media, saying that he's in it, and apologizing to United fans for a poor season last season with injuries and everything else and only scoring five times, maybe something like that in all competitions. Um, that better, less said than more said. How, how much <laughs> you, you as an Arsenal fan, do, how do you take those words? I mean, him coming out and apologizing for his performance from who, uh, from Sanchez. Do you believe I don't it? even know who that is. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> wait, Enough wait, said. wait, wait, wait to be a, way to be a, you know, back and forth pundit. No, he's fucking his dogs or something. I drive the I bus. Can't stand him. You're the fucking drug <laughs> passenger, and that's how that uh, works out. No, sir, it, it, you know what? He was fine <laughs> for us. He did well, but towards the end, even his heat maps, Mezzarozzo ran more than he did. Um, he just appeared as though he was doing more work because he actually played defense from time to time, uh, where Ozil didn't. Um, but his heat maps on the pitch, if you look at those statistics <laughs> afterwards, where Excuse a player me, runs. that's Katie Lang you're talking about. <laughs> Where, uh, where the time he spent on the pitch in the areas, you know, that he was most frequented, uh, Alexis Sanchez didn't really show up very much. Um, mm-hmm. and from the season prior to, to that season before he left in January, where we switched with him, Hen- uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, um, his production was way down. His running was way down. His, you know, and his toxic attitude was worse than Ozil's in the dressing room, to be honest. Um, I would like to note really quick, um, this is very important. We're going to go off on a complete tangent here. All right, um, great. Our producer, since Lindsay has stopped talking, is back to playing her <laughs> fucking island. <laughs> Sam, please continue. All right, sorry. Uh, I thought so- she was researching more villas. <laughs> Doing. And the wool has been pulled over your eyes, much like the Scottish lion on your badge. Uh, the <laughs> All right. That was a very racial dig there. Sorry. It's okay because the... I'm also Scottish. See, it's perfect. So am I. My last name is Graham. We are the Campbells of Argyle. Ooh. Yeah, pretty badass mother. Uh... <laughs> Watch your mouth. My... Six-time great-grandfather fought alongside William Wallace. Speed dater. Back, I... back, back to the fucking notes. Come <laughs> no, on, let's go. Sorry. All right. Grandchild of Robert the Bruce. Let's sorry. go. Come All on. right, we're here. We're here. We're driving here. the bus. We're sorry. driving the bus. Uh, Arsenal have been linked with a host of players, both defensive and not, uh, including uh, some fullbacks. Actually, 
uh, Celtics' Kieran Tierney, uh, and PSG's Thomas Meunier, uh, Palace's Wilfred Zaha, uh, League Two striker, and Alexis Claude Maurice, a 19-year-old defender, Ozan Kabak from Stuttgart uh, in Germany, and Bournemouth winger Ryan Frazier, amongst others. Uh, another, uh, Actually, nothing concrete, of course, uh, because we can't have nice things uh, as the Arsenal. Um, but, you know, we can't have nice things like a fucking plan, uh, which right. is really annoying. Here and they want to uh, improve the defense is good. Um, yeah, uh, but then what? we're linked with Wilford fucking Zaha. Really? What is he going to do? Dive some more? <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. He um, is foul. <laughs> yeah, the most foul player in the Premier League. And that's true. But he falls over 75% yeah. more than anybody else. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think uh, Ryan Frazier would necessarily be a bad side. No, I'd love that. I, I think he, I think he's yeah. a he, – what you need are some people well, with the, some work honest, ethic, and he has work ethic. To be honest, the only proper winger we have at the moment is Alex Awobi. He has no end product at all. And he's, he's great not a proper winger. <laughs> No, he's a, he's a, he's a winger. Absolutely is. Yes, by definition, he's a winger. Very but good. But he is very little defensive qualities. And going forward, I mean, he's great one-on-one and all that's fine, but his delivery in the box is terrible. And we saw last season, I think it was Callum Wilson and Ryan Frazier combined for more goals between them than any other duo they in the Premier amazing. League. Yeah, they were fantastic. I mean, great for fantasy team as well. Those Absolutely. Points, oh yeah. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think we could do with some of that. I think that's true. That's that's fair enough. But I, you know, with a forty million budget that they've they've reported in the press, I don't think we should spend thirty five of it on a winger. Well, sell Ozil, with, and with, then you'll be all right. Yeah, sell Ozil. We could buy a whole new fucking team. <laughs> um, and lastly, uh, I didn't find much in the way of Everton uh, rumors. So, do you have any insight, mate? Actually, the big one would be last week you were talking about uh, West Ham inquiring about uh, Andres Gomez. Um, that was actually Barcelona up to no good, kind of trying to shop the player to get bids to bring up the uh, price. Um, no, West West Ham A flat Spanish out came club out. manufacturing <laughs> reports in the media. That can't be. <laughs> West Ham flat out came out and said we've withdrawn our offer because we know what you're doing. We know he wants to play yeah. for Everton. And then a day later, Andres Gomez just came out and said, "I want to play for Everton. Get the deal done." Yeah, I mean that. The, to be honest, with the European media and the English press and you know everything gets talked about and shed bad light on everything else, right? Um, La Marca in Spain, if you know, is essentially the mouthpiece of Real Madrid. And anything they talk about is Real Madrid central. And L'Equipe in, in France is, is PSG's mouthpiece. And you see these things happen from time to time. I don't remember the daily uh, newspaper that is Barcelona's, mm-hmm. uh, but it was them that said that West Ham were involved for $22 million or whatever yeah. it was. Short of the obvious twenty seven or twenty eight million asking, it's going to be price. somewhere between twenty three and thirty is where the number is going to be. Yeah, and, and you'll it's be going fine. to ultimately and be twenty five. And you've got our old owner that cared, and uh, and and as and as I told you already in the middle of the season last year when he started playing so well for us, I said write the fucking check. 
Yeah. Whatever the number is, yeah. just write the check and sign it. Hand it over. He needs to be on this squad. You absolutely should. And that is the end of my transfer speculation. Uh, and uh, side note, it looks like uh, Baines is going to sign his one-year deal. For, Why wouldn't uh, he? Yeah. So, well, there was talk that he might go play MLS just because, you know, he's got enough friends out here. And frankly, if he Honestly, came over he the States, shave. He, he'd, do, he'd do really well in the MLS. He, he could use a shave. Yeah. That terrible beard mustache thing he's got going on has got to go. I remember when Thierry Henry first came over. Him and Roger Federer, I think it was, did a Gillette ad. Uh, and Henri was getting his head shaved and Federer's face. Mm-hmm. Leighton Baines could do with some of that. Because he's got one of them weird kind of long haired, not very thick beard things. And um, looks like a straight emo cunt waffle. You guys picked up Lussie from Huddlesfield, right? Yes, we did. Okay. For for backup. Getting rid of uh, Stecklenburg and... Uh, uh, we're... What happened to Martin Steckenberg? He fell off big time. He was the Dutch's number one after uh, Edwin van der Sar. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty I don't know. He fell off big time. Now the the number one goalkeeper for the Dutch is the backup to Mark Andre Ter Stegen at Barcelona. He's the one that played against England the other day. All right. Well, then I'm going to finish it with this. By the way, uh, England today, Pickford, get the fucking rave on. Oh wow. <laughs> All right, uh, DU, Drunkard United. We played a bunch of fucking hacks the other day. Uh, we probably had 45 to 50 shots or so uh, to their two on target. Uh, could not finish to save our lives, but we won 5-0. So um, that's the joy of indoor is and when you dominate in that fashion, uh, you don't need to score a, a boatload. They were horrendous. Somehow that 5-0 feels cheap. It felt like it should have been like 15-0. At least. They were terrible. They were fucking horrible. They Three of their players had never kicked the ball before. Couldn't even put the, their foot through it. You know what one of their players knew Our how entire do? field is 40 yards long, and half of them couldn't even get it to midfield. It was fucking ridiculous. You, you know what You know what one of their players knew how to do? Slide tackle. Which, which is either not allowed to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to do it at our facility. They so, said no slide tackling is a, a, a very firm rule. So the first I time he received scored, a yellow card yeah. and was told, well, as my volume fucking produced something, um, <laughs> fucking, yeah, go ahead. Just, okay. Hey, she just opened no, up no, a peanut butter no, imperial no, style. No, no, you don't get to talk. <laughs> Don't get to talk. You, when you fuck up, you don't get to speak. I to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> she controls the buttons. Fuck off. Just, you know, add a up the villa there or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> brilliant. So, best the first time, so the first time he has a slide tackle, he gets told, um, you know, you're not allowed to do that. So he slide tackles again, of which I look at the ref and I'd be like, be courageous. You already gave a yellow. The next time he does it, give him a fucking red. And then the third time he does it is on Sam as he scores a goal. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's why I didn't get sent off is because I scored. He played the advantage, and thus there was no and, foul. And so, Sam, as the right proper dickhead we like to describe, looks at him on the ground and just goes, fuck off! <laughs> like, yeah. right at him. I, lo- I, I didn't even fall over, first off. I told you I was a hard man, man. So I, I I turn around. I was like, ow, shit, that hurt. And I turn around, and I looked down. I was like, oh, fucking you again, right? I said, mate, you've been told three fucking times, don't do this. You're a fucking asshole. I got to go to work tomorrow. And then another one, they were all very young. 
And another guy turns to me and goes, you don't think we have to go to work? And I said, no, because <laughs> fucking graduation is next weekend, you fucking young twat. And then I turned around, and they had an they had one old guy on their team who they called Coach, who uh, obviously is not doing his job properly because they are fucking horrendous people. So you guys had something in common. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And and that's a dig. <laughs> at my expense. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, he slipped. I said, three times he slipped. Three times. Into our players he slipped. Um, no, not the case. So, Lindsay, it's oh. very important to know that, um, as I told you earlier, I played till I was 40 and then I retired. But to fill the emptiness in my heart, I go out every Tuesday and I coach a bunch of grown men and oh, yell at them because it, makes, because it makes me feel better about myself. And I just – I need to He likes when all the little Spanish guys come over and goes, Coach, what about your player? And he's like, ha yes, Coach. <laughs> it's coach. even better when I show up in a suit because I've been working all day. Yeah. They're like, oh, look at you all dressed up. And what's also awesome is the week after the suit, he adjusts his T-shirt as if he had a suit on because he had a suit on last week. That's also brilliant when that happens. Yeah. Not a problem. All right. uh, What's next? All right. So uh, (laughs) that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? I do real quick. We've uh, mentioned all of these summer tournaments and everything else going on. so uh, in the Women's World Cup, France got off to a fine start, 4-0 over South Korea. Uh, they joined uh, – I'm sorry. They were then joined by a nervy Germany, 1-0 over China. Spain, 3-1 over South Africa. Norway dispatched Nigeria, 3-0. Italy came over the Aussies, 2-1. Brazil over Jamaica, 3-0. Uh, and a wonderfully contested uh, home international for uh, 2-1 England over Scotland. Nikita yes. Paris. Yeah. Nikita Paris had a lovely game today, shining brightest uh, for England. Scored the penalty and and played fantastically. See, the women should have played the Netherlands last that, week. <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, a lot of Arsenal ladies were on, uh, on that on the field today uh, for both England and Scotland. Uh, it was brilliant to see. Um, and the U.S. again will be on uh, on Tuesday. I have chosen the English as my second squad for this tournament. Uh, behind the United States. Um, they will be on Tuesday at 3 against Thailand. That should be a goal fest because Thailand sucks. Uh, England, uh, in other news, England shot themselves in the foot and gifted the Dutch two goals uh, on the way to a 3-1 loss in the semifinals after Portu- uh, I'm sorry, Cristiano Ronaldo dispatched the Swiss 3-1 the day before. Um, and it wasn't Ronaldo this time, uh, but Portugal defeated Holland 1-0 uh, in the UEFA Nations League um, final becoming the first champions of that tournament. England and the Swiss played to a nil-nil uh, after Colin Wilson's goal was disallowed and England hitting the post and or crossbar three times. Jordan Pickford, the hero, saving the sixth Swiss penalty after scoring himself on the fifth uh, English penalty. Eric Dyer hitting the sixth English pen to finish uh, third in the Nations League, um, which is a lot like, you know, Almost kissing a girl that your friend just kissed. Uh, uh, real quick, Sam. Uh, fuck you, English press, because uh, when they lost to Holland, what was the headline? Something ex- to the effect of ex-Everton players yeah. really fucked this up. Ex-Everton players, you know, John Stones and Ross Barkley. Fuck- no, Why? actually, no, no, no. That is a Chelsea player and a City player. Don't put that shit on us. You just don't want to actually sell out one of the big six. Oh, that drove me nuts seeing that line. Yeah. 
I don't know why he was playing anyway. I mean, how many games has he started this season for City? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so annoying. Yes. Yeah. So he hasn't played. Annoying. He hasn't played in the league since like mid March. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know he used to play for Everton. Why would you bring that up? That's just well. And dumb. okay, so Barkley, you could call an ex-Everton star because he was a product of the system and sure, all that good absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. But but Stones, Stones two no. seasons, yeah. two seasons, and went on like for real. Oh, ex-Everton stars, fuck off. Yeah. Well, exactly. All right. Um, and lastly, the uh, to round out the show on a positive note. Uh, the U.S. men lose two friendlies in a row, 1-0 to Jamaica and 3-0 to fucking Venezuela, making Solomon Rondon. Um, maybe current Newcastle, depending on Shake Colin, uh, coming in or not, uh, and stumping up the $40 million West Brom want for him. Uh, but becoming Venezuela's all-time leading goal scorer uh, with two goals in that contest. Uh, what well, lack of contest, to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, great form leading into the Gold Cup and nothing new to see. Still a team in transition, lacking a very clear identity. Um, I'm not looking forward to the Gold Cup anymore. After all the uh, hype around Burhalter no. and what he was trying to do, uh, I think the, the U.S. has looked like shit defensively the last two games. And you can't score against Jamaica. I mean, granted, they're fast up front. You're probably going to give up a, a, a goal or so on the counterattack, and that's fine. Um, but you can't break down a shite defense. We're in trouble, uh, and I I fear another early Gold Cup exit, to be honest. I would, I would actually agree to that. Um, and thank you, Sam, for being so brief in your parting words. <laughs> uh, that was a lot briefer than I wanted to be, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Lindsay, anything you'd like to add? Thank you so much for joining us, by the way. Oh, I just thank you so much for having me. And it's again, it's just great to see Americans um, who get a lot of stick and people need to stop it, you know, because these guys are devoted fans, you know. So, Mike, I think she's talking to you, you can. <laughs> <laughs> These guys will never walk alone, let me tell you. <laughs> ah, that's right. Come on. Yeah. But um, it's great to be here. And, um, you know, just want to give a shout out to all the Aston Villa Lions clubs within the USA. And, you know, I encourage fans, wherever you are, look out for your local clubs and, um, you know, supporters clubs and, and see what they're doing. Um, you know, there's so many great things going on. So um, Aston Villa is going to be in America in the summer. So we're looking forward to that. Villanista. <laughs> hey, we might have to go. Where are they going to be? Minnesota. That's a bit of a journey. Yeah. I'm not taking you to Minnesota. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that's a bit of a journey. I like Minnesota. Eh? Hey? Hey? Don't they? Aren't they I? essentially Canadian? <laughs> Isn't it like a Canadian outpost there? Probably. You know what? Uh, Our no, friend, no, 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 no. You've had your party. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. We ran over an hour. Our it's time friend, for you to finish up, killer. Our friend Justine has a fur you could probably trade in Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. And get tickets to the game. Oh, Jesus Christ, you really feel good about that one, huh? It is. Is, is that what you're going to leave us on, huh? Yeah, really? that's okay. what I'm going to do. It's not your all best right. work. Hey, thank you for coming, Lindsay. Thank you so much. This Absolutely, is all, Lindsay, The only thing pleasure. I have to say is goodnight after he's done talking, so <laughs> it's been you. a pleasure. And I'm so happy to hear that producer is a new Villa fan, Villanista, hashtag Villanista. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Next week, we're going to uh, throw up at least a couple of more clubs in uh, the whole summer. Like I said, it's going to be nothing but talking about clubs and uh, what to expect from those clubs, from fans of those teams. So, till next week, everybody. Good night. Some loud bragger tries to put me down and says this school is great. I tell him right away, now what's the matter, buddy? Ain't you 
heard of my school, it's number one in the state. Hey, hey, take it away, get so I'm like a skinny white shaft. I'm a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Well, clearly, I don't need to help. You're doing it all yourself. <laughs> I got it, baby. I got it. You don't worry about this side of the table, okay? I'm taken care of. Look, it's it's <laughs> it's really hard to be smooth when you're dealing with ear sweat. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs>